How's it going, everyone? And welcome to the podcast of the 1900s. I'm your host, Jake Bollinger. And I'm your other host, Ryan Rush. For the next couple of episodes of our podcast, we'll be focusing on the civil rights era during the 1950s and 1960s. More importantly, the case of Emmett Till and how it truly showed what type of crimes and cruelty the white people could get away with during the 1900s. This was one of my favorite topics in the civil rights movement. What do you think about this topic, Jake? You know what, Ryan? This was definitely one of my favorite topics, too, and I'm really looking forward to talking about Emmett Till. All right, then. Let's get started. So the story of Emmett Till begins when he was born in Chicago, Illinois, under his parents Mamie and Louis Till. His mother was mostly raised, Emmett, because his father was in the military. That is until July 2nd, 1945, when Emmett's father, Louis, was killed in combat in Pisa, Italy. The only remembrance Emmett had of his father was the ring that his father would wear to show he was in the military. That ring would later play a huge role in the case of Emmett Till, but we're not quite there yet. Ten years later, after the death of his father, Emmett Till was talking to his cousin when he decided he wanted to go to work on his great uncle's farm down in Money, Mississippi. The big factor here, which his mother was very afraid of, is that Chicago and Mississippi have two very different views on the rights of African Americans. Once Emmett got down to Mississippi, he had no problem adjusting to the new surroundings he was in. That was until one day when Emmett and his cousins decided to drive down into the town to the local store and buy some soda and candies. Yes, at this store, Emmett was walking out after paying for his soda when he is seen whistling at Caroline Bryant, the wife of the store owner. That was a big no-no in the state of Mississippi for an African-American to whistle at a white woman. This angered her husband, Roy Bryant, to the point where, later that week, he and his friend, J.W. William, went to Emmett's uncle's house and kidnapped Emmett. That night was the last night Emmett Hill was seen. Roy Bryant and J.W. William had beaten, tortured, and shot Emmett. No one could find Emmett's body and therefore did not know about the death of Emmett. Sadly, three days later, after Emmett's disappearance, a fisherman found a body floating down the river south of the Mississippi. This body would later be identified as Emmett's body because of the ring that was on his finger that would be known as his father's. That week, both Roy Bryant and J.W. Williams would be taken into custody. This really would mean nothing because of how biased the case was. The trial was only consisted of white people and no African Americans to back up the Till family in this case. This usually meant, especially in Mississippi, that they would side with the white people and go against the Till family. As Ryan said, since it was in Mississippi, the only African Americans allowed into the courthouse were his mother and those who were to be questioned about the night of the kidnapping. This was a huge role in the case because this meant not many people would side with Emmett Till and his mother. Well, and that was the case, Jake. The decision only took over an hour, and the head court member said that it would not have taken as long, but they decided to stop the trial and have a pop. Both men, Roy Bryant and J.W. Williams, were found innocent and set free without any charges. And the main reason they said they were innocent was because they could not say the body was truly Emmett Till's. Therefore, the case ruled in favor of Roy Bryant and J.W. Williams. Well, that's enough for today. On our next episode, we will talk about how they both got away with the true murder of Emmett Till. And don't forget that we'll also talk about how we know today that they truly committed the murder and why it was such a huge part and role 
the civil rights movement during the 1950s and 1960s. That's enough for today's episode. See you next time. How's it going, everyone? And welcome to the podcast of the 1900s. I'm your host, Jake Bollinger. And I'm your other host, Ryan Rush. In our last episode, we talked about Roy Bryant and J.W. Williams, about how they wrote a book and published it to confess what they did to Emmett Till. Yes, Ryan. We talked about how Roy Bryant and J.W. Williams only intended to hurt Emmett Till a little bit. However, things went really bad that night, and they ended up murdering Emmett Till. And because of them confessing the murder, Emmett's mother, Mammy, wanted them to respond to the case because she would win. However, because of an amendment in the Constitution, when a court case is closed, it may not be reopened. And this leads us into our episode today, when we will be talking about how the case would have gone if the roles were reversed and it was a little white boy instead. So going off that, if the child was not a black boy and whistled at at the woman, I think that she would have just brushed it off. Now, if the boy was white who did this, I think most likely she would not have cared that much. But since it was during this time, and with the child not being the same race as her, an African American, it turned out to be a bigger deal than it truly was. I agree with what you just said, Jake. I also think the United States civilians would all hear about it because it would have been a white boy being killed rather than an African American who are being targeted at this time. Also, Ryan, to add on to that, I think that it would also have gone to court and it would have been a white boy's family against a white murderer and the case probably would have gone longer and been more fair. I would also agree with that, Jake. I think that if this incident did go into a court case and the jury would all be white, it would have made it harder to decide who to side with due to the two sides that there were. I think that since they were both white, the case would go longer than an hour like the case was for Emmett Till against Roy Bryant and J.W. Williams. Also, to add on to that, Ryan, the court would have ruled in the boys' favor this time because of the more time that they would have spent on the case and the jury members themselves. They probably would have done more investigating and searching to figure out more about the incident and find out what really happened to the poor boy. With all this being said, the boy most likely would have not have even been shot. I think that if this happened during this time and it were a white boy, that people would have cared about the boy and not shot him instead, as they would have continued before with the Emmett Till case. Also, when Till was killed by Roy Bryant and J.W. William, there were so many people that went to his funeral. The amount of people was around 50,000, and they all were there with one eye saw him lying in the casket. Especially with Emmett Till, the open casket was a huge statement to many people. This was because people were able to see the brutal beating and true damage that the two men brought upon Emmett and his family. However, if it were a white boy, not many people would have shown up to the funeral because it would not have been a scene as as big as a scene to them. This is because the family would have rather have had the casket be closed because they did not want their family and friends to see the poor body of their little child. That is a very good point, Jake. I think that if the boy was young and white rather than the African-American, I don't think they would have an open casket. That is a very good point, Jake. I think if the young boy was white rather than African-American, I don't think they would have had a funeral with an open casket. I don't think that many people would have showed up either. I don't think it would have been nearly 50,000. And they wouldn't be trying, trying to prove a point to anybody at this point. That goes right into my next point, Ryan. 
Because if the boy would have rather been white than African American, and all the things that happened with the jury and the ruling against the boy, a lot still would have changed. After the killing of Emmett Till, many African Americans' families began to riot and protest against the cruelty of white people. Well, that is it for our third and final episode of the podcast. Thank you, Jake, for coming and talking to me about the 1900s and Emmett Till. It has been a pleasure, Ryan. I hope all of you have had a great time listening to us and getting a lot of knowledge and facts out of this. I hope you enjoy the series. See you later. Toodles.